Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world. Broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world. Spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com. Music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. Welcome to Topically Yours on the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. I'm your host, Deirdre Schuler, 
And our guest today is rap and freestyle artist Rob Bass, who is also going to share the show on the second half with uh, dance and freestyle entertainer Cynthia. Well, Rob Bass is, is, as you know, our first guest of the first half of the show. And he was born Robert Ginyard, but Rob Bass originates from Harlem, New York, starting his hit career with his partner Rodney Skip Bryce, who's also known as DJ Easy Rock. And among their hits, I just played it, was It Takes Two, which I played at the top of the show, and Joy and Pain. And after going solo in 1989, Bass released Turn It Out, Go Bass, which went gold on the hit dance charts. Well, earlier in their career, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock first appeared on World to World with their single and released DJ Interview. At present, Engaged in a Solar Bass is appearing as part of Freestyle for Forever Freestyle 11, a concert that's produced by Lehman Center and Sal Albatello that will be featured at Lehman Center for the Performing Arts in the Bronx on Saturday, March 4th at 8 p.m. And also on the bill will be AAK7, Judy Torres, Noel, Coro, Cynthia, Sapphire, Karina, Linda Lee Love, Suave, and others. So if you're a fan of freestyle music, get your tickets by calling 718-960-8833 or go online at LehmanCenter.org. Anyway, I have Rob Bass with me, so why don't we say hello? It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) It's our pleasure. Now, also, it's a pleasure to talk to a genuine Harlemite. I don't run into many of those, but that's what you are, correct? Straight from Harlem. Well, I want to go down memory lane for a moment and go back, so far back, I guess it was fifth grade. Tell me about the group that you, did you start with a group called Sure Shock 7? Yeah, it was a bunch of us. You know, we put together a little hip-hop group and you know, it was so fun. It was the times were so fun back then. You know, we had like a couple of DJs, a couple of MCs, and we all was together. And then as time went on, you know, everybody branched out and did their own thing. And then at the end of the day, you know, it just wound up being me and Easy Rock, and that's how we kept it. Well, tell me about your your single DJ interview. Was that your first recording at contract? Yes, that was my first single I ever did. That was actually on Star Maker Records. That was with a record company that actually promoted like a lot of um, local rap shows, and they, you know, they used to do all of the, the rap shows around the area, and also, you know, in the whole tri-state area, they was pretty big. They was called Mike and Dave Productions. And they had, like, old-school groups like the Crash Crew and the Boogie Boys and groups like that. And we used to travel with them. Actually, we started out, like, carrying equipment for them. And then as time went on, when we started rapping, they actually, you know, signed us. And we did a compilation album with a couple of other rappers. And that was DJ Interview came out on that. Well, was your message different back in during the old school rap, or much different than the rappers of today? 
Well, back in in our days, you know, we were just basically about getting a party started, making people dance and having a good time. And, you know, that was pretty much, you know, what we were trying to do in in our era, you know. So uh, today is a lot different. But, you know, I mean, this is just a different day, different time. But, you know, in our, our time, we're just trying to get everybody to party. Yeah. I think a lot of people would like to party some more. <laughs> Go back <laughs> to that, that type of music. Um, well, tell me about It Takes Two. Is that what catapulted you and DJ Easy Rock to same? Oh, definitely, definitely. When we came out with that song, it went like, how Drake would say zero to a hundred, you know, we had two other singles out before it takes two. And, you know, we had a little, you know, a lot of local notoriety, but when it takes two came out, it just took us to a, another level. You know, it just took us to, you know, we started doing parties for all different types of genres, you know, the, the freestyle audience was there, all the club audience. It was just like, it was amazing when it takes two hit. It was like, we, we were doing shows for, all different genres. It's crazy. Well, how did that change your life? Uh, definitely, you know, it, it, you know, from we came from Harlem, Lincoln Projects, and you know, we all were struggling, you know, trying to survive out there in in the hood. But you know, when it takes two came out, it changed our life dramatically. Where it was like we were, you know, one place, and then the next day we woke up. Actually, he's in the next, another place, so it was crazy. But did that take you, did you start going on tours, or, or did you do anything international? Did you leave the country? Well, our first couple of shows, I think we actually did, when It Takes Two came out, we did uh, some stuff in London. So we traveled to London, mm-hmm. and that was like, wow, we, we made it all the way out here. Yeah, we were just traveling internationally. We were traveling all over. I think since it takes two, we was continue to travel until today. You know, what was that like? Cause that was your first trip out of the country. Yes, that was my first trip out of the country. It was, it was, it was weird going to a different country, but it, you know, it was just a, it was a great feeling. Great feeling. How did the audience receive you? Oh, they loved it. Everywhere we went, everywhere, you know, we went when It Takes Two came out, everybody loved us. That's what was so amazing, you know. Well, did you just stay in London or you got on the rail and went to Italy and and elsewhere? Well, we just did London. We we did like a couple of dates in London. Then we came back home because we had a lot of dates in the United States. So we was like all over, you know. We did London for like a couple of days, came back, and then we was just on tour every since. Now, before that, you weren't really touring. Did you find touring grueling or just exciting at that time? Well, we I was young then, so it was just it was fun to me. It was fun. Sometimes I started to miss being home, but it was mostly fun. It was fun being out there. That record, it went gold and then it went platinum? Yes. Now, what was that like? That was your first uh, platinum record? Yeah, it was, it was, like I said, it was just, I just felt so blessed. You know, I felt good about everything, you know, to have a, uh, 
Just, just to have a gold record was, was, was you know, crazy. But then when it went platinum, I was like, wow. Because at that time, it wasn't too many rappers going, you know, platinum or nothing like that. So it, it was a great feeling. Well, I want to play one of, if you don't mind, uh, another one of your hits, Joy and Pain. Do you mind? Sure. <laughs> sure. Let's, let's see, audience. Get a little whiff of that. Recorded also with um, DJ Easy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Now, my head was bopping and fingers popping to that one. <laughs> yeah, that was the one everybody, a lot of people was bouncing to that. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that one. Um, now, you, you worked for as a duo for much of your career. So uh, was it difficult to when you finally ventured out into a solo career? Uh, 
Um, it, it felt weird, you know, at first. You know, it felt weird, but you know, because me and Easy Rock we performed together since we were young kids, so it definitely felt weird. But at that time, I, I just knew it was something that want to do, but it was like forced upon me at that time because it, it, he was having contracts through issues with, with management. It wasn't a, a beef between us. It was with management. And I, you know, just said, you know, I got to keep moving. And that's what I did. Oh, okay. But do you need a time after that to think of what you were going to do or how you were going to present yourself? Cause then you did you did you write your own music or or did you yes, feel like I wrote, okay I have to go in another direction or what? No, well actually we you know <clears throat> I actually wrote wrote and produced my own music with the with with you know the help of William Hamilton and Easy Rock they was involved as well but you know that wasn't like a new thing for me to write and produce because that's what I did. Oh, okay. So then tell me how, how did you come to know um, producer Sal Apatello? Well, me and Sal, like from back in the day, Sal actually, you know, he, he's a booking agency also. So he used to book us back in the day all the time. You know, when It Takes Two was just getting started. He was like one of the main agents that was booking us around the country, you know, so we knew each other for a long time. Was it was did he was he associated with Fever Records or something like that or a club? Yes, I think he was. Yes, he was the CEO of Fever Records, and he also had the club Disco Fever back in the days. That was one of the that was like one of the main hip hop clubs back in the days when people wasn't really embracing hip hop like that. But Sal Apatello had the Disco Fever up in the Bronx where all the rappers used to go, like Grandmaster Flash, The Furious Five, and Curtis Blow, Kumo D, all of those guys go out there and, you know, get on the mic and rock the house. So he was like, he he's a main player in hip hop style. Were you one of those guys out there in the clubs too? Well, back in those days, I was too young to get in, so I really <laughs> never really got in. <laughs> got a chance to go hang out there, but I actually went there when they was shooting the movie Crush Groove. I think that's, yeah, Crush Groove, I think it was. And we was, me and Easy Rock went there and we got in there as extras. And it was like, just to get in there was like something big for a young kid, you know. Well, I want to also mention to the listeners that you're going to be part of the freestyle 11 show. Now, is that 11 years of doing Forever Freestyle? I think so, yes. They've been doing it. That They have been doing that for a while, and I think I, I've done a few in the past, you know, so it, it's a great show, you know, to come out and see, especially if you're a freestyle fan, you're going to love it to see, you know, like TKA and Judy Torres and Cynthia, George Lamont. It's going to be an incredible show. Everybody definitely come out to Lehman College if you are a freestyle fan because it's going to be amazing. And I want to give them the number where they can buy tickets. You can call the box office at 718-960-8833, or if you have a computer and you want to go online, then uh, go to Lehman, L-E-H-M-A-N Center, C-E-N-T-E-R dot org, org, and get your tickets. 
because as they say, it's going to be a hot show. Now, um, I already asked you how many shows. Do you remember how many shows that you've done, Forever Freestyle shows? I know I saw it before and you you were part of it. So you've done at least one or two of them, right? Maybe two or three. I've done... I have done a lot of freestyle shows in my career, so this is nothing really new to me. I've done since, like, like, like I was saying, like it takes two. There's a record that I've been. It makes it. It allows me to do all type of different genres of music. So it's like you know, freestyle to R and B shows to even some rock shows or whatever. It's just like I, I find myself performing in different type of of audiences all the time. So the freestyle thing I've been doing for a long time. So this is definitely nothing new for me. So are you, what are you doing presently outside of the, uh, of the forever freestyle 11 show? Are you doing well, right now? Where are you? Well, right now we, we're on a tour right now that been going on since last year and on into this year. We still, Performing, we're doing the I Love the '90s tour with Salt and Pepper and uh, mm. Vanilla Ice and Coolio, wow. Tone Loke, Young MC. So we've been doing that for almost two years, and we it seems like it's just continuing to get stronger and stronger. Because this year, I know we're going to be doing dates in the in the in the states, and we're also going to be up in Canada. So it's gonna it's like the tour is going great. Wow! So you're a busy bee. So so busy. Do you have a chance to to do any recording? I mean, do you have anything out recently? No, we really ain't have any time to really be doing that right now. But you know, in the future, I could see that coming. But right now, we just been touring constantly. And I know how that is. That takes a lot out of you. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, I understand you have children. Are any of them following in your musical footsteps? No, they all have their own things, you know, that they do. You know, my son, is he, he wants to be a boxer, so, he, you know, he's been doing that, you know. And my daughter, she's into nursing school and stuff like that. So they, they definitely took a different route. <laughs> well, I don't blame them. It, it, look, everybody <laughs> yeah. thinks that the entertainment is, is, is full of uh, glitter, but it, Times it, it's it's brass. Yeah, it's very hard. It's a hard it's, life. You don't understand. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Now, I want to mention also that um, your 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 friend and partner DJ Easy Rock passed in 2014, and you two were known as pioneers of cross crossover. Can you explain what that means in t- pioneers of crossover? Uh, I have no idea. That's the first time I heard that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because when I looked you up, they were saying that you and and, uh, DJ Easy Rock were known as the pioneers of crossover. Unless they mean uh, going from rap to uh, freestyle, could that be it? (laughs) What they're probably saying is like, you know, we we was just, it was hip-hop, but then it crossed over to the mainstream, I guess that, that that's what they're probably trying to say. So, uh, Like I said, that's the first time I heard that one. 
Well, do you have a website that people can look you up and keep up with what you're doing? Did you say you're on tour now that they can check out your tour on your website? Well, you can definitely see where we're going to be. You can definitely check out the um, I love the nineties.com and see what dates we have with that tour. But you can also, you know, look me up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter under Rob Bass Music. So you can okay. hit me there also to see what was going on. So those are the main outlets. Well, is there anything I have, haven't asked you that you would like to, to say before I move on to the second part of the show? The only thing I would like to say is, you know, forever Freestyle 11. I want everybody to come out and check out TKA, K7, Judy Torres, Cynthia, George Lamont, Noel, and all the rest of the, the people that's going to be there. It's going to be a great show March 4th. Be there. Lehman College is going to be off the chain. 8 p.m. So get yep. your tickets. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you talking to me, and and uh, I'm going to end the, end this half of the show playing Turn It Out. Now that 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 is your your first uh, solo uh, hit. Yep, turn it out. That was my baby. <laughs> well, we're gonna play your baby. So here we go, and thank you again for being my guest. And, thank you. So, my pleasure. Our pleasure. Swift is moving, Rob is here, put it in gear, lean your ear, cause the beat is real funky, yeah, let's rock and roll, with soul, I hold the mic to go, cause Rob is in full control, maintain the game, the fame I want, I see for rhyme, for rhyme, I'm down the beat, the beat, let it play, stand to it, okay, I knock them all out like Sugar Ray, top contender, over here, lips. I like the music fast, it's like this, Don't act, don't act, 
where I got the track. My mind's are building up in stacks. Dance to it, get to it, do it. 20 seconds left, get through it. Rock and show the show, I go. Rhymes and flow, keeping it up with the fast tempo. Gotta keep on, gotta keep on. Word is wrong, the beat supplies the rhymes are on. Well, we're going to move on to the second half of our show. I'm going to take a break, and hopefully by then uh, we'll be back with Cynthia. In the meantime, um, I'm going to play one of her songs. And we have somebody on the line now. Hello? Hello, this is Cynthia. Hi, Cynthia. Welcome to the How show. How are you? Good. How is everything? Everything is is going quite well. Thank you. And I want to just thank you for coming on the second half of the show and say a little bit about you to the audience before we start. Um, Oh, no, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, right now, uh, you're a uh, semi-retired dance freestyle artist. Is that correct? Um, I guess you can say that, semi-retired. Somewhat. It doesn't feel that way. Still performing every weekend, <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's, you know. that's why I say semi, because you're still on the, <laughs> on the scene. You're definitely oh, yeah. on the scene. But you got started uh, in your career in, in 1987, so I see, yes. and was referred to uh, some auditions by a fellow freestylist, Sapphire? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she ended, actually did. And you ended up being, um, well, in, interviewed or or auditioning for Mickey Garcia. That's correct. Who I Mick was Mac so Records. impressed. <laughs> uh, right, he introduced you to his boss at Mick Mac Records. And then yes, you signed it was a Mickey Garcia and Marvin Schlachter. Yes, yep, and then I signed my contract with Mick Mac Records. Wow, five years. I know, I know. I was, I think, I was eighteen when I signed my first deal with McMack Records. So, it was a very exciting time in my life. It still is. Well, I'm sure, because out of that came some hits. Change, it was Change on Me, Endless Night, mm-hmm. which was a, a big hit, right? And yes, of hearts. Yes. Well. And then the biggest I, one by far would be Dream Boy, Dream Girl, would be the biggest hit of my career with Micmac Records and just Micmac Records in, in general. Oh, okay. I'm sure a lot of people remember that one since it was a big, a big hit. Oh, and, yes, um, yes, absolutely. I just want to mention again to the audience that you'll be appearing at uh, Forever Freestyle 11, a concert that they're going to be doing 
uh, at Lehman Center for the Performing Arts and it's yes. produced by Lehman Center and Sal Albatello. Yes, and I believe that's on March 4th, Saturday, March 4th. Looking forward that's to it. That's right. So it's coming around the corner, folks. So it's at 8 p.m. and you want to buy your tickets. So, again, here's a reminder to call the Lehman Center box office at 718-960-8833. Absolutely, and it's always a great time at Lehman College. We always have a blast there. Well, do you mind if I, uh, before we get into the questions and answers, that I play one of your songs, um, Change Change on Me? Absolutely. Go right ahead. Thank you so much. Here we go, folks. Change on Me, basically. That's a nice song. I like it a lot. Thank you. 
Yeah, um, I understand that there was a point there that you went to nursing school. Are are you doing that as a career now? No, actually, well, medicine is really uh, close and dear to my heart, but being that I was introduced to the music and um, by Sapphire, I ended up leaving, um, not finishing school and still doing the music, but I ended up going into finance. So I worked for an institution, a banking institution as a branch manager. And I've been uh, with this company for at least 15 years now. Do you enjoy that? I do. I do. I'm a mathematical It's fun. It's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I, um, uh, let me look at my question here. There was a point in when you were with, um, Micmac Records that you felt, or at least I read that you felt that freestyle was declining so you wanted to branch off into something else what was that something else was that signing with Tommy Boy well I don't know if I I wouldn't say freestyle was declining I just felt that I wanted to to make sure that I worked on my next album and incorporated you know different styles different working with different producers um, i.e. Tony Moran being one of them. Um, so I, I I wanted to branch out and, and be more um, open to working with those other producers. And I was presented with an opportunity to work with um, Tony Moran and Joey Gardner of Tommy Boy Records. So I definitely wanted to take advantage of that opportunity, and it, and it worked out extremely well. And, and, and it was great to work with different producers and get different styles and, you know, just get different talent as to be a part of the album. That's right. You you started doing a few uh, duos, right, with different artists? Yeah, yeah. Well, besides the one that I had with Johnny O, Dream Boy, Dream Girl, I did um, Can You Stand the Rain with uh, Sapphire. Um, I did How I Love Him, which was featured on the Tommy Boy Timber album with K7, um, so, you know, I, I always love working with my, with my friends, um, and any opportunity that I can get or any idea, you know, I'm looking forward to doing a duet with Judy Torres and George Lamont, who I admire dearly. Well, you're going to be working with all of those people on Saturday, March. Uh, 4th, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love spending time with them. We have, we always have a blast. Always, always good times with them. They're family. Yeah, I guess so. After you've been in the business for quite some time now, right? When did yeah, you start I in think 1987? 1987. Mhm. Yes, 87. Wow. Yeah, that's that's how has the the business changed? Um, you know, it's as in every industry, whether it's music or whether it's fashion, I think, you know, it's just a, a vicious cycle, put it that way. You know, freestyle was extremely hot, 87, 88, 89. You know, we had mass exposure. And then, um, you know, there was some of a, de- a, a decline due to um, the presence of, of freestyle not on the radio mainstream. So, you know, we, when we lost that outlet, Obviously, it impacted a lot of the, you know, the performances, the shows, the artists in general. But, you know, here we are later on, years later, and, and 
you know, here we had a, a radio station that emerged and started playing freestyle music again, and that just started the whole movement all over. And I just look at it as just a cycle of, of it's just maintaining yourself as an artist, you know, and making sure that you're ahead of the game and in the game, and um, just keeping current with music. So freestyle to me has never died. Um, it's it's always in us. It's just reinvented itself in a sense. I agree with you there. It's like the pendulum swings forward and then it swings back and then it swings forward again. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell me about when you made Endless Night, because that was one of your big hits too, correct? Yes, that was the second song off my very first album titled Cynthia. Um, You know, I had the privilege and the pleasure of working uh, with a a good friend of mine named Gene, and we, you know, would spend countless days writing songs, and besides coming up with Change on Me, Endless Nights was just a, um, a big song for us, not just lyrically, but I think production wise, um, because the idea that we had um, going into the studio and working with Mickey and Elvin, um, you know, we had this idea in our head and how we wanted the song to sound. And when they put it, you know, in the studio and they played what they had, it was amazing. And it was just a great experience overall to just hear the, um, you know, the, the the song come to life in the studio and exactly how you anticipated that song being produced. It was just spot on and it was just a great experience overall and 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 i I feel that way about any song that i that i have written in the past it's just you know it's just an amazing experience to be able to come up with songs and see the crowd the fans singing every single lyric of your song well did you do that under micmac records i did Yes, Endless Nights was on the Micmac Records, yes. And that, I believe, was released in, I'm going to say, 1988, after Change On Me. And that was, Change, Change On Me was also part of Micmac, right? Absolutely. That was my very, very first song that I've written for the label and the very first song that we released. Well, when you went to Tommy Boy, how much did your music change or how did it change? Was it was it a different experience musically under Tommy Boy? I mean, it was it was definitely a different direction. Um, it was it was just definitely a, a different direction as far as production wise, um, where we took it from um, Micmac Records um, into Tommy Boy. I think there was more um, where I had more input in uh. the production. Um, Working with their talent, it just it was just a completely different style, and and that's exactly what my mission was to, you know, because I was with Micmac for so many years, and every song was produced by Mickey Garcia and Elvin Molina on the label. So I I wanted to get different styles, different flavors, um, even even just different vocal techniques and experiences that they had in production um and 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 i've always wanted to work with tony moran and joey gartner with the success that joey had with tka and k7 and the success that tony had overall with all the remixes and production that he's done for multiple artists in the freestyle industry and in the mass 
you know, industry, commercial industry. So he worked with some really big artists, and I wanted to definitely have that experience under my belt working with them. Well, you did How how I Love Him with, with Tommy Boy, correct? What are, correct. Are that was on songs? Timber Tommy Boy. Okay. And we also, and then we, after How I Love Him, um, Never Thought I Let You Go was part of the album, and then Like a Star was part of the album as well with Timber Tommy Boy. Now, Like a Star, I listened to that. That was quite lovely. That, that was, was that a big seller? You know, it honestly, it really wasn't because I think um, we we built up so much hype with that song and and sending it out and sending it out, but we never really released it. So I think people just was anticipating the release of that song, and then when it finally was released, it was kind of too late. Like we just missed the ball. Um, great production, great song overall. That that song is near and dear to my heart. Um, as I was carrying my first child while recording the vocals, so it meant uh, it meant a lot to me. Um, in addition to like a star, as my mom always would tell me as a little girl, you know, always reach for the stars, never give up. So just that song was always very special to me. But unfortunately, just slightly missed the boat, and um, you know, didn't get the uh, the the attention and the uh, the uh, you know what we wanted for that song. Well, with the resurgence, do you think you can take it back around to the studio and and do it again? You know, I was actually thinking about that. There was one or two songs on that album that I I honestly said, hey, if I was to go back into the studio and and reproduce these songs, today's style, you know, I I think that that's something that – it will, it can do well, and it's something that I really want to do. Um, so I've, I've already been in contact with a couple of people to go back into the studio, and I've already given them the idea that I had. Um, so it's it's in the works. I just can't say when it's going to be released because it can be some part sometime this year or it could be early part of next year, but it's definitely something that is in the works. Fantastic. We'll be looking forward to that. Now, Thank out of you. all your songs... Do you have a favorite? <laughs> it's so hard. I get asked that question. It's so hard to pick one song, but honestly, I have to say Change On Me is my, my ultimate favorite because, A, it was my first song that I've written. B, it was the first song that I released for Micmac Records, and that's the song that put me on the map. Um, it, it, it just... It's just that moment, well, I'll never forget it. I remember hearing it on the radio um, back in the days when they used to have Hot or Not. I remember hearing Change on Me, and, and it got 96% hot. I remember that. I remember the first time hearing Change on Me. Um, Scotty Blackwell was a DJ, and he mixed it in with TKA, Scars of Love. So I remember that. So that song will always, always be special, near and dear uh, to my heart. Well, I'm I'm going to play Endless Night, if you don't mind. Don't mind it one bit. <laughs> All right, so here we go.
that was Endless Night by Cynthia. Cynthia, are you are are you a New Yorker or or were you? I well, I was born and raised in New York City, Spanish Harlem, and I currently live in Florida for the past nine years. Oh, aren't you lucky? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hear you guys are having yeah, fantastic my, my brother weather up north. Well, today is amazing. It's almost like I know. 66 degrees or something, <laughs> which is odd when, like, maybe two or three days ago it was, like, four degrees or something. <laughs> I won't rub it in, I'll, you know, to tell you that it's 81 degrees out here, but, hey, you're you're having beautiful weather over there, so. Yes, we are. Oh, my brother lives <laughs> in Tampa. Oh, very so nice, he, very nice. Yeah, he just—I guess he's been there about a year now. So he, he loves it too. But as a New Yorker, how is it gonna feel to be back in the Bronx? Oh, <laughs> any time that I get to fly back to New York, I am one happy camper. Let me tell you, I um I love it there. I mean, I was born and raised, you know, New York City. I have my family in the Bronx, Pelham Parkway. Not too far, mm-hmm. you know, from Lehman College. Um, so it's it's always great to go back home. And it's always great to go back to where it all began. And my very first performance was in the Bronx. Um, Do you Castle. stay a couple of days since you're up here? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, I do. And I get that's my opportunity to go visit my brother who lives in the city and then go hang out with some friends before I fly back home. Well, they're all coming to their concert, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Your March <laughs> Absolutely. My girlfriend already hit me up. Eight people going with her. My cousin hit me up already. So I got a lot of people that it's always a great time at Lehman because people come out and support the concert year after year. So, you know, we, we really appreciate it as artists, um, that they that they do spend the time, you know, and, and come out to this great event for a great cause. Well, I, I think it's one of the more popular shows at, at Lehman, I must say. Every year, the people do support it. You know, oh yeah, I, I go to most of the freelance, the freestyle ones too. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll be there. So, oh, uh, looking forward to seeing you there then. Yeah, we're, we're going to have an amazing time. Great performance. I, I think so. Now, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to to say? Also, if you if you have a website or something that people can look you up I don't have the website I don't have the website what I do have is the social media outlets which is my Instagram um, which would be dream boy Cynthia Um, actually it's dream girl Cynthia and then I have my uh, Facebook as well which would be the dream girl Cynthia okay well uh, anybody that wants to check out Cynthia go look at dream girl Cynthia not Dream Boy. Yep. Dream Girl. Nope. Dream Girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Oh, I, I wanted to ask you, what yes. do you do when you're not doing um, freestyles? Doing, I mean, doing the forever freestyle. I know you work, but do you work at clubs in Florida, or what do you do? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, besides doing performances in New York, I do travel. You know, state to state doing freestyle concerts, uh, Texas, Chicago, Arizona, Michigan. Um, you know, I do travel. But on my downtime when I'm not performing, you know, I love to spend time with my boys. 
I love my boys and and I spend time with them and I spend time with my mom who who lives with me, you know, and I I cherish every moment that I have with her. Um as she's 84 years old, so it's all about my family. Well, speaking of family, any following you in the in the music space? Oh, my son is not not as a singer, but he's actually uh into DJing and production. So, he's uh He's he's doing really good so far. He's meeting a lot of good people in the EDM world, the electronic dance music world, and hopefully will become uh, a really famous DJ one day. So I got to support him on that. You should be able to hook him up with a few people. I am trying. I'm trying my best. <laughs> well, again, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I have faith in him. Well, he's got music in his blood. What can he? How can he lose? <laughs> he sure does. Well, it's certainly been a pleasure to talk with both you and Rob Bass on on the show today. And I, I, again, thank you for uh, sharing your time with us. No, thank and you. My pleasure. My pleasure. We'll I'm looking, looking forward, forward to seeing you there at the Lehman College. Definitely. And folks, that's the Lehman Center for the Performing Arts on March 4th, eight o'clock show, free freestyle. Forever Freestyle 11, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, For tickets, let me give you the number again. Call the box office at 718-960-8833. That's 718-960-8833. Or go online at lehmancenter.org and get your tickets. We'll see you there. (laughs) Yep. As I say, there's quite a few people you're going to see there. I'll try to name them one more time, and that's going to be, well, Cynthia, Rob Bass, uh, TKA, K7, Judy Torres, Noel, Coro, Sapphire, Karina, Linda Lee Love, Suave, and did I miss somebody? I No, I think you got everyone there. Okay, that's it, folks. <laughs> So is George Lamont performing to too? I don't know if he is. Oh, maybe he is on the bill too. Thank you. Yeah, I think so. Too. All right. Well, so everyone, get their tickets, and we'll see you there. See you there. Are you singing a couple of songs or just one? One. Oh no, no. I usually do a medley, about four or five songs. Oh, okay. So we'll have a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. Alrighty then, this is the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. We've been talking to artist Rob Bass and Cynthia, and we're going to check them out on March 4th. And I thank my audience for making my topic topically yours. And guess what? We're going to end the show with... What was the one I didn't play? Is Every Time I Look at You. Oh, okay, we're perfect. And that. <laughs> All righty, folks. Here we go. Please tell me. 